Hey guys, my name is Lily Airwood and I am very interested in crime-related topics. My whole life, I've watched a Netflix series, Criminal Minds. If you've never watched this show before, it is basically a show full of different seasons and episodes about different crimes. Each episode is different. They tell stories of murder, rape, kidnapping cases. For this episode, I will be talking about an abduction in the 16th episode of season 6, Coda. So, this episode starts off kind of heavy. Ten-year-old Sammy Sparks shows up at his elementary school in Louisiana with blood splattered all over his face. Some important information for this episode is that Sammy is autistic. He has Asperger's, which just simply means he has certain physical and mental disabilities. Asperger's is a common form of autism that is found in all ages. The BIU get the case and assume that Sammy was there and had witnessed the harm of whoever's blood he was wearing to school that day. The only problem is that he is autistic so that he thinks differently than others. After running labs and reports, the team finds out that the blood on Sammy is recognized as Charlie Sparks, Sammy's father. The team goes through all the possibilities. Was the suspect out looking for money, an abduction? They find a gunshot through the front door, so they know that Sammy's father was hit from a gunshot, but they don't know where the mother is. The Sparks family owns a music store, so the unsub would be barking up the wrong tree if they were looking for an abduction to gain money. The team heads to the Sparks' house to get a better look at the bigger picture. Sometimes, by inspecting the house of whoever the crime involves, It gives the team a better idea of who the people are in their living situations. They can place the unsub and the victims at the scene, which would potentially give them a better understanding of the crime. There was no sign of a forced entry, so they think that the Sparks knew the unsub. Charlie was shot on his way to the door. Allison, the mother, was interrupted while in the kitchen, and the unsub knew he wouldn't get caught if Sammy saw him, because he must have known he was autistic and wouldn't be able to process what was happening. See? They just gathered all that information by stepping inside the doors of the Sparks' home. Sammy is now at the BAU, where they try to question him. Although they are going to alter their methods, they will find a way to communicate with him. They see Sammy drawing and notice that he keeps drawing what looks like an L. Although, he can't really communicate verbally, He is trying to do so by drawing. With this information, they look for anyone the Sparks family know whose name starts with an L. Is this a lead? We'll see. The team goes back to the house and finds multiple drawings and paintings in their house, along with in the music store that they own. They think that maybe if they bring in these drawings, they can be used to help him communicate what and who he saw. After doing some research on children with Asperger's, it is found that most of these children operate on a timed schedule. This would explain how and when Sammy knew it was time for school. He knows that he goes to school at 7.45 a.m. and doesn't have to wait on his mother. His body is physically trained to an inner schedule. The technical analyzer is now going over banking statements to see if the abduction of Sammy's mom was done for money. Recently, the Sparks family got a loan and it was known by everyone. 
It's seen on their banking statement that there was a withdrawal from $10,000 out of their joint savings account. Seems weird, right? I mean, if you think about it, though, the only people who can take out money from an account in someone's name are the account owners. So this means it would have to be Allison, considering Charlie was shot in the home. Although, we still don't know where either one of them are, so this isn't really considered a lead. The team visits the bank and they tell her that Allison did in fact visit the bank that day. The banker shows them the security footage and what they notice is that she seems frantic. The banker also tells them that when she told Allison that the bank couldn't give her as much money as she was asking for, she went hysteric. I think it's kind of weird, though, if you ask me how Allison didn't tell anyone in the bank what was going on. So, the team now are ready to deliver the profile. The unsub is someone who is in trouble of losing their home or business. They have a large family in which they are the primary caregiver, so probably a single-income home. The unsub is seen to have no intent of hurting the victims it was just something that had to be done some of the team members take sammy's back to his house which is the crime scene to see if he can use anything there to communicate sammy immediately sits down at the piano and starts playing spencer who is one of the bau members notices his eyes at the clock that's when everything comes together so it is currently 12:45 p.m which is normally when Sammy is at his parents' music store playing the piano after school. This is what tells the team what they need to do. Sammy's parents were taken at 1.30 p.m., which is when the family arrives home from the music store. With this information, they learn that they need to go back and look at the video footage at the music store. They look at 12.45, which is where they see a man standing next to Charlie. And if you guys remember earlier, I told you the profile of the unsub that the BAU came up with, and I explained how they worked a low-income job. They do a face recognition with the man they see on the tape, and it is a man named Dave Swinger. Dave went to high school with Charlie and Allison, which would explain how the family knew the unsub when he walked in the door. The team also finds that Dave's ex-wife recently took their children away from him which would explain why he needs the money. It's to get his boys back. They've got the right guy. The team begins exploring all of the local fishing businesses and find that demand is low. Therefore, Dave isn't making much money as it is. One of the businesses explained to the team how Dave quit and started a business himself. He had told them how Dave was saying he needed more money and his life would be over if the market didn't go up soon. Next, they just have to find out which bed is Dave's. The team also find out that Dave's house was foreclosed on him, so they are assuming that he is keeping Allison and Charlie on his boat, wherever that is. Meanwhile, Charlie is driving around frantically, trying to find a way to get more money out of the Sparks family. After learning that their bank account has been frozen, he doesn't know what to do. He has gone too far to stop now. Dave and Allison return to his boat where they see that Charlie is so close to dying. He needs medical attention to treat his wound, but Dave refuses to let them go. You'll never guess what happens next. 
they then ask Allison to just shoot him. What? You're telling me that Dave went through all of this trouble just to die. He shot one of his high school friends and kidnapped the other, Allison, and Charlie just wants to die. I'm sure you guys are very confused as to why he is wanting to end his life if he is trying to get his kids back. I was too. He tells Allison to shoot him because he doesn't want his children to see him as a criminal or as a failure. He doesn't want his boys to have to visit him behind bars. Allison then refuses to kill Dave because she says, I am not you. I do not want to be like you. Dave promises her that they are somewhere that is easy to find and that he is sure law enforcement are looking for them and will find them soon enough to save Charlie's life. After begging and begging, Dave still doesn't get the easy way out and is eventually caught by law enforcement. They take Dave to jail and Charlie to the hospital to treat his gunshot wound. Later on, everything is all okay. The Sparks family is reunited and Sammy hugs both of his parents, which is said to be uncommon with Sammy. It was said earlier in the show that Sammy has never even returned a hug back to his mother, so this was shocking and sweet. The team congratulate Sammy and try to explain to him how they couldn't have found his parents without his help. I mean, it's true. If Sammy wouldn't have been drawing the hands on the clock, they would have never found out when and where to look for the unsub. So, with the ending of this story, the family was reunited and the bad guy was taken away. This story just reminds me to not underestimate anyone, even if they have a disability. Everyone is special in their own way. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed the story.